0: uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. As the final part of our focus on UCAS platforms, I wanted to bring you an episode examining the bleeding edge of development. Emerging technology trends eventually permeate business systems, and UCAS will be no exception. But how will tech like the Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, and big data impact the platform's development? Centile are one of Europe's leading providers of cloud communication and collaboration services, and along with SWIX and VoiceWorks, Form the within reach group. I wanted to understand how emerging technology trends were impacting their development. So today I was joined by Bertrand Porcelot, who is the managing director for Centaur. I started by asking Bertrand how trends differ across the geographical markets they cover in the within reach group. Have a listen.
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting one. As Centaur alone, who are pretty much already quite international, so French company, but with uh, uh, more than 100 service provider customers uh, spread in 20 countries from uh, you know South Africa, Australia, Nordic, so uh, quite international. And adding uh, 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 SWIX and uh, voice work, then it's two additional countries uh, and regions uh, uh, with Germany and, and Netherlands as a key focus. So yeah, quite a broad experience. Also a big variety of... Uh, Types of service providers and telecom operators, mobile uh, carriers, internet service providers, adding voice uh, channels, moving to the cloud. So uh, these are very different animals, and uh, we believe there's not really a one-size-fits-all for for, for these type of animals. As trends, uh, of course, in Nordics uh, we've seen. Uh, an extensive move to uh, mobile on mobile first. For example, uh, our largest customer, Eliza, the number one uh, telecom operator fixed on mobile in uh, in Finland. They, they have about 250,000 subscribers on our platform and uh, more than 90% are mobile-only customers. So they both manage fixed numbers and mobile numbers, but only with a mobile device, which is, uh, I would say, quite was quite new for us when it started uh, several years ago. And it's still, I would say, mainly applicable to to Nordics. Other region would keep some more traditional use with a desk phone. Our, our platform supports the main brands. You know, it's an open platform in that sense, supporting multiple types of SIP desk phones. And majority of the end users still have a desk phone on their on their desk. Although we also seen a big adoption of of soft clients. Not, not on mobile, uh, uh, not always on mobile, but also on uh, all types of, uh, uh, of desktop PC, desktop laptops, and so on. And this adoption is raising together with the onset, of course, uh, I would say, with, especially also with new generation coming. So that's uh, amongst the trends, I would say mobile first in some regions, going more and more to the cloud. I would add finally, because I, as a, as a, as a cloud solution specialist, uh, we were waiting for this cloud adoption for quite some years, so we are very excited to to see it happening in all regions now. Um, and also um, a move, a shift from voice to what I called chat-centric communication. so it's it's all around uh, 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 initiating a, a collaboration or a communication via chat and then enabling extending it whether it is to desktop sharing and voice calling so that's uh, uh, really a a big evolution and uh, that's driving of course our uh, our development so in terms of the
0: features and functionality of ucas platforms do do you think that the main innovations are coming in how people use the platforms as you said whether whether that's a drive towards more mobile use as you, as you said in the nordic countries which i wasn't aware of but also in terms of the as you said the, the shift from voice and that it's it's almost a closer adoption of technologies that are used in the consumer world in terms of messaging and and also video as well
1: yeah sure the the the, the, the consumer side uh has always uh, influenced the market, and I think the the advent of uh, triple plays the history of skypes uh, all the smartphones with the simplicity has been pushing a lot the the b two b segment and and the end user adoption so uh, uh from our side we, we really see the the innovation and, and driver as the uh, as a focus on enriching i would say on simplifying the, the working lives of uh, of our customers, and I think that's uh, uh, really the, the driver of the evolution, making it simpler and uh, easier. Uh, to the end user so the user experience is really a key 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 focus so that's uh that's for sure a, a bigger um, a significant evolution uh, you know you don't want to learn end user don't want to learn how to use things anymore if the end user has to read the manual that means the product maybe is badly designed that's it so that's a uh, i would say a, a much more a, a much less i would say technology centric and uh, approach how do you at centile
0: a- a- achieve that because as you said you're talking about experiences, user experience within companies based in in various different regions, it must be relatively difficult to sort of come up with a a uniform platform that is easily recognizable uh, across the different markets.
1: Yeah, very very true. So uh, that's why at at Centile, uh, uh, first at Centile level, through the different, I would say, client application, web application, mobile application, we have different roles uh, depending on the types of end users and, uh, of course, different designs depending on the, on the types of application. And also, it's very interesting at, the, at our group level because now within the, inside the within reach group, we have a lot of expertise on the uh, even broader you know, uh, range of skills with the SWIX, who is more uh, focusing on the you know, 25 to 250 seats uh, uh, targets and through uh, works, and I think the, the types of company and the vertical in which they, they, they work uh, is also influencing their, their expectation. Uh, a 5 users company don't have the same needs as a 100-user company in terms of roles and in terms of expectation, and beyond, I would say, the uh, end-user uh, experience. Uh, they also have different needs in terms of integration into their I would say, enterprise uh, solution, whether it's on their CRMs, ERPs, and so on. Uh, so the uh, this communication-enabled business processes, I like this term because it's really uh, reverse the logic a little bit. It's not our software are going to plug to telecoms so- solution, it's how the telecom solutions are getting embedded within the vertical applications.
0: No, I suppose that's very important, isn't it? We talk about sort of consolidated workflow and that sort of thing, and it's it's becoming more and more important for UCAS platforms to, as you said, integrate within a customer's primary business application, whatever that might be, whether that's a CRM product or uh, an office of productivity tool. So, so it's important for, for that integration, isn't it? So that people aren't having to manage
1: multiple separate applications, their products within another product. Yeah, exactly. And that's a difference, I would say, with the consumer environment. As we see it uh, in the consumer space, I would say, for each role or application, you download an app, you use a different app, and so on. And of course, you want some interactions, but usually quite basic, and just you use this one for this and that one for that. Uh, in an enterprise environment, you're trying to avoid a silo approach. You to have a unified experience tailored to your, I would say, vertical. Uh, and I think that's a difference between the enterprise sector and the consumer sector. And a way to achieve that, uh, this integration, of course, is through APIs or through solutions allowing either the enterprise directly or an integration partner uh, to make the right integration and customization for the given need. For example, I have a, I have a customer in Spain, Vos Telecom, uh, who's been using our APIs and integration capabilities to, for example, do some deeper Google integrations? They have a phone C Gmail integration which is very powerful, very interesting, as well as a uh, Google Analytics through Google Big Queries and so on. So, uh, uh, as an illustration, you know of our uh, of some key customers using APIs to create differentiation in the market. That's always a uh, very inter- interesting and exciting to empower i would say the, the customers and partners to deliver more value so the the api uh, is a key is a key thing so the, we've been talking about apis for quite long but uh apis technologies have evolved and have gone really more matured uh, in terms of how extensive they are how evolutive they are and how easy to use they are for third parties
0: I don't think anyone's had a discussion about anything related to innovation over the past few years with, without talking about some of the, the emerging technology trends that we've seen in terms of we've got the, the Internet of Things in terms of more and more devices are going to be connected and be able to feedback data. The, the rise of Internet of Thing wearables, the use of technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning and how they're going to be used in platforms. Well, how do you think they're impacting UCAS platforms going forward? Are we gonna see more integration using artificial intelligence and machine learning into UCAS platforms? And and are we gonna see some sort of some sort of integration in the future with, with more IoT devices being able because at the moment you were talking about the, the mobile approach that a lot of people are using. Are we gonna see more UCAS platforms be available on watches and other devices and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, very, very, very interesting topic. Uh I'm just back from Mobile World Congress, and uh, 5G and IoT were really big there. Uh, so that was quite impressive, and I would say reinforcing this uh, this side of the business. From, from our perspective, uh, we really, and as, as part as the mobile-first approach, we really see the mobile on the smartphone at the core of the solution. On the one hand, I would say as a remote controller of your communication, so that's really all your life, you know, and all your business is in the smartphone somehow. So that's really uh, the perfect remote controller for all your communication needs. In addition, this is also, I would say, the, your gateway to the world. And when I say the world, it's about the gateway to IoT, to other solutions, uh, the, the gateway also to some with business connectors uh, uh, to third-party solutions. So, uh, with always-on uh, and always-connected uh, uh, mobile device, you really have a, a gateway to the rest of the world. And of course, uh, through IoT, there will be more and more connected device and more and more information made available to the platforms and to the mobile device. So for example, uh, we've been doing you know, some location-based presence information. So you, would have, you have your solution presence enabled, uh, with, but using location-based information. So for example, your present status is, okay, I'll arrive in the office in 15 minutes and it's not uh, uh, just an information you put but it's your mobile that's feeding this information based on the location of the smartphone uh so combining even simple things like that can really make a difference in the uh user experience um other kind of uh of application uh, with for example you know vo- voice transcript so uh transcribing uh, uh, a voice message or a voice call to uh, to text, making analysis on the text. Uh, of course, this analysis could also be done on the voice, but I would say a bit easier maybe on the text to have some emotion analysis and say, okay, in this customer interaction or in this call center, here I can detect that the customer is nervous and uh, I should maybe handle this, this relation differently. So. These are the trends we see, and these are POCs or even features we are uh, developing or already providing in our, in our platforms.
0: It, that's, that's interesting about the, the potential use of, of location services. And some of the voice uh, analytics and features you talk about there in terms of sentiment analysis or, or natural language processing Th- those tend to be features that, and cr- feel free to correct me if i'm wrong here that that tend to be used with it within a contact center environment at the moment b- when a, a business is talking to a consumer do, do you think there's scope for use of tools in terms of natural language processing and analytics in, in a ucas sense when it's internal communication or, or is that just unnecessary are we yet to understand how that might be applicable
1: yeah, I think I think uh, 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 a lot of the first application are towards uh, the customer interaction. So in a more in a contact center space, but I think a, a lot of uh, a lot of the customer interaction is also between just individuals, not in, within a contact center. You're just calling a, a prospect or you're calling a, a customer, and oh, you can have some uh, enriched or augmented communication. Giving you some sense of uh, the context, you know that's something that you may not have right away detected, or uh, that's helping you, you know, understand that okay, maybe he's even more, uh, you know, uh, uh, concerned by what I just said, or his reaction uh, I can feel, uh, uh, and I have some the machine giving me some additional elements to uh, to enrich my perception. Uh, so I, I believe into combining, you know, suggestion from machines <laughs> uh, with the, actual individual human perception. Uh, There there are different uh, fields in AI, you know, some is to just replace human by machines, some is just to enrich or augment uh, human performance uh, via machines. so uh, it's uh, a very exciting uh, topics in the the industry. I think the the industry is more and more creative about that and that mobile apps and APIs, and especially APIs available through the cloud, are incredibly strong tools, powerful tools, to uh, to make this happen much faster, at a much faster pace. Um, because AI is really around for so many years. Um, more than 25 years ago, we are already talking about uh, speech recognition, speech synthesis, uh, neural networks, all these things. But this has now really moved forward and getting into applications.
0: Just following on, I know you said you were at Mobile World Congress. Did you happen to get a look at the Microsoft Hololens Two, the sort of augmented reality headset? Am I am I jumping too far into the future to to think that maybe in you know years time there might be integration between UCAS platforms and the worlds of mixed reality in terms of XR? Could could we be doing this meeting instead of over a, a, a meeting online? Could we be putting on virtual headsets onto a UCAS platform and meeting? in virtual augmented reality, well, in complete virtual reality?
1: Well, I, I, I believe so. Yeah, that was, uh, there was a big noise about uh, augmented reality at, at the Mobile World Congress. I haven't tried it myself. Uh, some colleagues did and were more or less impressed depending on the brands and so on. I would, uh, I would really see uh, applications uh, for that. It's really hard to predict at which pace uh, things happen. Sometimes it's very slow. Uh, uh, and trends go step by step, and so on. Others go very fast. Uh, so, uh, being time to market, I would say, and uh, time to innovation is uh, is really key for uh, for vendors and, and for service providers as well. Because I think innovation is at the combination. Some relies in the in the vendor world, some in the service provider world, and that within reach we are some kind of an an, an hybrid uh, between a vendor and a service provider. So. Uh, I think that's where we can more easily combine uh, this innovation towards actual use cases and uh, enriched user experiences.
0: Uh, Absolutely. I might have jumped ahead a bit of myself there. But
1: uh, finally, Bertrand,
0: in in terms of the development that you're doing at Centrale and and within the Within Reach group, and I realize this is the the impossible or or the very difficult question at least, what, what do you think the platforms are going to look like in the future? What do you think the main changes are going to be if you look at your platform in, say, five years' time as opposed to now?
1: Well, I I think platform evolutions, and we have uh, really started to work a lot on that, is really about combining different types of technologies and and microservices, uh, being able to update some services uh, while others remain the same, so much more flexibility uh, in terms of how the the services are, are delivered and uh, about the sort of life cycle of the of the solutions, a lot of the solutions until now have been quite monolithic in terms of okay, it's developed in this technology or in this other technology and but the pace of 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 innovation is changing and has changed, and instead of I would say restarting everything, being able to combine different flavours, different types of technologies. Uh, 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 is very uh, is very important. So uh, I see that as a as a big evolution in the in the in the market. Also, I, I think uh, I mentioned a lot about APIs, and uh, in connection to to API, I mean the the CPass market, the communication platform as a service, is a is part of, the, of a bit of a different approach with reference to Ucas, providing some. Telecom services and making them available to other applications, giving the control to the vertical environment, to the actual productivity environment in the enterprise. And I think that's uh, also uh, an evolution of the logic. And uh, we are looking at that so that we can provide both types of approach and to end service, but also via API or via communication uh, platform as a service solutions to third-party uh, who can also be very creative, and maybe more creative sometimes than ourselves.
0: And so, do do you think that that UCAS will ev- is eventually going to be? It's all going to become very homogenised, isn't it? It's it's all combining, and the and the lines are blurring as as the platforms move together.
1: Yeah, I I think the 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 challenge for 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 for, for ourselves and for the companies uh, like ours is is this uh, keeping it simple and consistent for the end users so exposing them the right information at the right point in time giving them control uh, because people want to be in control so it's about a lot about context you know providing the right information in the right context so context-driven communication uh, uh, and interaction so that's uh, that's very, uh, very important. And I think the, the differentiation may come with this, how pertinent, how uh, this uh, contextual information is, is provided. You know, the right information at the right moment because of the right context analysis and always giving control to the end user. And, I, and that's, I, I, I sometimes say, you know, it's very complex to make simple things or to make things look simple. That's uh, usually require a lot of uh, uh, design and thoughts to uh, um, to, pro- to deliver the right information at the right moment to the to the end user. Depending on the types of uh, of end user, some are ready to I would say customize the experience to their needs. Others just want want it available off the shelf. So that's where I see challenges for vendors and service providers: is this balance between off the shelf services or turnkey services and more toolbox or components uh, that you make available to, to third party and to the end users themselves sometimes to customize their, the, the, the experience to their needs.
0: Well, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how the market develops and how, how you at Centaur and within the Within Reach group uh, ma- manage to, to utilize those. So Bertrand, for the meantime, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Huge thanks to Bertrand for coming onto the podcast with me. It was really interesting to hear some of his ideas about the direction the market will take moving forward. If you want to know more about what Centaur or any of the other vendors in the UCAS world are getting up to with emerging technology, check out the website at uctoday.com to find all the latest information there. That's it for today's episode, though. Loads more to come on Out Loud and UC Today over the next few weeks. I'm actually away covering Enterprise Connect later in the month, so there might even be a treat or two in store for you from there. In the meantime, though, thanks for listening.